0: You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. everybody, it's Claire back with another episode of ACB Advocacy Updates. Um, as we do every week, we're here just to talk about what's going on in the advocacy world, what's going on um, for those of us who work here in the national office just outside of D.C., um, different advocacy projects we're working on, different people we're working with and have the great opportunity to talk with. And yeah, just kind of let you guys see inside what we're doing here and what's going on in the blind world and the disability community as a whole. So this week, I'm really excited to introduce another guest we have this week. We've had a few guests um, in a row these last couple weeks, so that's exciting. And this week, we're going to be joined by Margo. Margo, how do you say your last name? Jaffe like coffee. Oh, oh my gosh, I love that Joffy like coffee. <laughs> um, so we are going to be joined by Margot Joffy. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? After that introduction, I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure. I mean, everyone loves coffee, or most people do. So
0: that's right. It's, good. it's a know. good segue.
1: Um, yeah. Thank you, Claire, for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here and chat with you. Um, so my name is Margot, and I work on the accessibility team at Verizon Media. And so if you're not familiar, we're the media arm of ver- Verizon. Um, so some of the brands that you might know are Yahoo, AOL, HuffPost. Um, and so we are a media company and we reach about a billion people around the world.
0: Great. Great. And we love Verizon. ACB works very closely with Verizon on all kinds of project, projects um, to make the media um, accessible to the blind community, and they are great. So just sending, um, sending out our love to Verizon because you guys are great, and we love working with you guys.
1: <laughs> That's great to hear, and I know there's um, always more work to do. So we love partnering with you guys and, and always look forward to your feedback and input along the way.
0: Great. Well, thank you. Um, So I'm excited to talk today um, with Margo, because we have been working with them on a project for quite a while now, Um, and I know that um, its first iteration came out not too long ago. Um, So why don't I just let you jump in and describe the project? Um, What's the... I'm pausing. I'm getting the name wrong now. Uh, Disability... What's the name of the project? <laughs> <laughs> You're working on a project with us and you don't know the name. I know. I like see it. You know how you see it in your head and you can't get the words out?
1: Uh, yeah, all good. So collection. The, the Disability Collection. The Disability <laughs> Collection. Yeah. Yeah. So as you might, you know, as many listeners might know, um, people with disabilities make up about 20% of the population mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but are featured in less than 2% of the media that we see. Film, TV, advertising, etc., um, and and representation. When we do see disability representation, oftentimes um, it's misrepresented um, or yeah. not represented correctly. And so um, it's you know it's been a longstanding issue uh, that that the community has been very passionate about. Um, and so for us, uh, actually, we it, it kind of like. <clears throat> came together, we were redesigning our website and looking for some stock imagery, um, some modern, diverse stock imagery of people with disabilities using technology uh, for the accessibility portion of our website. And Mm -hmm. we quickly found it was very, very difficult to find find imagery that was going to work. And we started talking about doing a photo shoot, but we thought, you know what, this is this is not just an issue for the accessibility team. Um, this is actually something that's, that's an issue for all of our media brands because yeah. across our company, we use hundreds of thousands of stock images every year. So we actually use over 700,000 stock images from oh, Getty. Wow. Getty images every year across our media editorial and marketing. Um, and so when we started like having this bigger discussion, we really were like this is a re- a big problem because um as a global media company and wanting to authentically engage with our diverse users, we really need we need we need diverse imagery um, to be able to use and so we started that's sort of the genesis of how this this project started coming together um, so we wanted to impact how disability was represented in stock imagery yeah. I love we that. Yeah. yeah, and so Um, That's when we reached out to ACB through the National Disability Leadership Alliance. We decided to partner with the National Disability Leadership Alliance because um, we wanted to make sure that um, disability leaders were central to the project from the very beginning. Um, And so, yeah, and that's how we, we came in contact with you guys.
0: And just to uh, to inform our listeners, if you guys aren't familiar, the National Disability Leadership um, Association Agency, I always get the A wrong, NDLA um, is an organization that we're part of, we meaning ACB, and it's an organization made up of other organizations that are all representative of people with disabilities so not people you know helping people with disabilities but people with disability ourselves so some of our fellow members of ndla are groups like um, united spinal or um, little people of america or adapt or organizations like that so um, it's a great great group to be a part of so i'm glad we we could be part of ndla and help with this project um, Yes, I want to go back to a few things that you were talking about. Um, One of the things, uh, there are kind of two things that jump out at me. First, there's the lack of media output out there with pictures of persons with disabilities. And then the second is those that actually do exist tend to portray people with disabilities in a light that we might not necessarily like. Um, So let's start on that second part. Um, So there are some media out there but it tends to display people with disabilities in a couple of different like stereotypical ways. Sometimes it's, you know, the person who needs to be taken care of. So it's a more like paternalistic view of people with disabilities, Um, different stereotypes, you know, certain iconic pictures of like Helen Keller, things like that. Can you talk a little bit about that kind of the different media that did exist and how you guys want to push back against that and display other things as well?
1: yeah well, um, you know what we did, we actually conducted focus groups um, because we had our own ideas from just what we had seen as a media company, but we wanted to do some focused work to get input from the disability community. so we did um, we did six different focus groups in DC um, with with different disability groups to to hear from people what what they're seeing. Um, what do they? What are the stereotypes? What do, how do they not want to be represented? How do they want to see their disability represented? Um, what would they tell photographers? Mm-hmm. And so, so there was a there was a lot of big themes that came out of that of that work. And we also did a quantitative survey in partnership with our uh, consumer insights team. So we did. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So we did some research on the upfront, really just to to get input from across the disability community. Um, and some of the some of the themes that we heard loud and clear. The first one was everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, the people from the focus groups we heard that people with disabilities they want to show the spectrum of everyday life and experiences. That having a disability, there's there's so many more aspects to their life. Disability is an important part of their identity, but there's so much more to who they are. Um, whether they're they're winning a bake off at work was like one of the things that somebody said. Um, and wanting to just show everyday moments exactly lives and and because as you mentioned uh oftentimes you're either seeing like um pitiful depictions or on the other end like this heroic heroic depictions so everyday life was a big one um another theme that came out was about diversity uh people were saying you know there's not they don't see diversity of disability represented, whether it's, um, in, in all forms. So, uh, wanting to see a lot more diversity represented. Um, so those, those were, those were two of the big themes that came out.
0: That's great. I love that. I, um, So I double double majored in college and my second major was communication. And so we did a lot of study on the media and how media portrays people and doesn't portray people or incorrectly portrays people. And so some of the papers I did in research had to do with the portrayal of people. One paper in particular was mental illness, but just kind of a subset of the disability community as a whole and how unfortunately the media does kind of have these stereotypes and stigmas that it portrays. And so I love that you guys are trying to push past that and, you know, show people with disabilities just doing everyday things in all kinds of different situations. And they don't have to be on that spectrum of either really inspirational or, you know, really needy and that kind of thing. So that's great.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting to hear about your research. And that's something that personally, on a personal level, is really important to me. Um, I have ADHD myself. And so Mm -hmm. it's one of those um, one of those topics where there is a lot of stigma and stereotypes around it and mis- mis- per- misrepresentation in the media. So um, so yeah, it's really, the media is very powerful. Um, media can shape people's beliefs and behaviors yeah, about about the world, about themselves, about what's possible for their life. And, you know, there's a saying that we've, we've all heard, um, um, you can't be what you can't see. And just, you know, seeing seeing things represented in imagery is so, so powerful. And so that's why I'm really um, excited about this project
0: and and I think it's really important. It's so true, we talk about like um, body imagery and how as women we grow up thinking we're supposed to look a certain way because of the way media portrays it and things like that. And it makes sense how easily that can pour into other areas too of, you know, if you have a disability and you're not represented or if you're represented a certain way, or you know those kinds of things. So trying to find ways to have the media include real people in everyday life, doing real things, and you know not not assuming that we live one way or the other, that we are somewhere we aren't. So I love that. That's great. Um, you also talked a little bit about at the beginning that when you, which I think is cool. I didn't know your backstory about how you guys got started. That there just weren't pictures there's just not much there to to start with um how are you guys reaching out to try to get more um more uh, more pictures and things like that are you reaching out to groups and how are you actually getting you know numbers so to speak of of new pictures
1: yeah well actually that's that's driven by the third partner in this initiative which is getty images so getty images they've They've been a great partner of, of us as a company. They've been our preferred photo provider for over 10 years for stock images. So on an enterprise level, we, we've we partnered with them very closely um, over the years for for stock imagery needs that, again, that we use across editorial and marketing. And so, you,
0: you kind of just bled into it a little bit, but can you give a quote unquote definition of stock imagery for those of us who aren't in the (laughs) biz?
1: Yeah. Um, so stock imagery is, is really important, um, when it comes to, uh, anything in the editorial world or marketing, because, um, a lot of times, a lot of times you need images on a quick turnaround and you might not, so you might not either have the time or the budget to go out and do an original shoot. And so stock imagery is a really, um, you know, key tool that, that, that we use in the media. So for example, um, HuffPost is one of our editorial brands and they might be doing a story on a topic related to disability. And sometimes if it's a quick turnaround, they're not going to necessarily be able to go out and shoot some original photography because, you know, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of money. Um, so, yes. so then they'll be looking for a great stock image that will represent the topic. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and similarly on the on the advertising and marketing side, um, same thing like designing ads um, um, for some for some campaigns. Then then we'll use then we'll use stock imagery. And so basically, the stock imagery is it's on a platform for Getty Images where the photographers and the models have already signed all the appropriate releases, and um, and then companies can license. License those images.
0: Gotcha. That's great.
1: So Getty Getty Images, if, if for folks that are not familiar, um, they're the most esteemed stock imagery provider in the world, the largest supplier of stock imagery in the world. Um, so um, you know they and they have they have uh, thousands of photographers around the world. So they've been really instrumental in this project um, because through partnering with them, we've been able to share. The project out with over 240,000 photographers around the world.
0: Wow, to, that's a big number.
1: To solicit to solicit submissions, yeah. So it's been really great um, being able to to partner with uh, partner with them and access their their platform because you know this is what they do is stock imagery. So um, it was great that we were able to to all come together around this uh, to see how we could solve this problem.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the different stuff you guys have put out there. Um, So for those of us who were fortunate enough to be part of this project, we were able to see beforehand, before any of the pictures came out, um, what kind of different things photographers were taking. And they had so many cool things of all different um, backgrounds backgrounds and activities and just everything imaginable. And it was fun because we got to kind of put our two cents in and say, hey, we really think this is a great depiction of people with disabilities. So uh, first of all, thank you for letting us be involved. Um, But second of all, yeah, just can you talk a little bit about kind of the different, um, I know you said diversity was so important. So encouraging the photographers to get out there and do all kinds of different um, scenes and backdrops and things like that, but can you talk a little bit about kind of the diversity of what you guys were looking for?
1: Definitely. So, from some of the research that we did on the upfront, we identified different themes and okay. and we created a brief in partnership with Getty Images, which mm-hmm. essentially is how they when they have a new assignment that they want photographers to shoot for, it's kind of like guidelines or guidance okay. um, to direct the photographers. So. Um, from there some of the um, some of the topics that we gave as examples for the photographers to think about was uh, relationships so showing breadth of relationships so beyond beyond just parent children thinking about dating intimacy maternity you know showing people with disabilities having babies getting married taking vacations together so really showing um, uh, relationships that 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 typically aren't aren't shown. Um, another theme was around business and leadership. So mm-hmm. showing people with disabilities in the workplace um, at all levels and positions of power and authority, like breaking stereotypes.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. In situations that don't have to necessarily relate to your disability, because a lot of times it's like, oh, look the pictures of, you know. Something related to their disability, and it doesn't have to be. You know, you could be a an airline pilot who just happens to be deaf, or you know, things like that. So I like that, making sure that you're you're portraying all kinds of different situations that don't have to fit in these you know stereotypical little pigeonholes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, another topic was travel and transportation. Oh, so fun. Um, so you know, showing people with disabilities driving to work, picking their kids up from school. You know flying in a plane, you know, going on a, going on a trip, just showing transportation and travel and showing, um, you know, different, uh, accommodations that, that exist. Um, another theme was recreation. So aside from just the superhero athlete, um, from the focus groups, people were saying like, we want to show, you know, people just, um, having fun doing everything, everyday things for enjoyment, recreational activities. Um, whether it's like, skiing, picnics in the park, like dancing in a dance class, um, getting massage, whatever it might be. That's cool. And then there was some, and then there was some direction that was given again, based on, based on the focus groups around like things to avoid. And Mm -hmm. one of the, and one of the big ones was, um, using models without disabilities, pretending to be somebody with a disability. So that was a huge, you know, hot button topic. Um, and and sort of like one of the first filters in the curation process was, a requirement was um, that the, the imagery the people portrayed actually had those disabilities and it wasn't an actor.
0: I love that. That's so important. That's something we hear a lot of talk about in the disability community these days in Hollywood as well, where you see movies that have a main character with a disability And they're always played by somebody without a disability and the community is starting to say, Hey, what are you doing? You know, that's not how it should be. So I love that that was something you guys really acknowledged and made sure, um, was, didn't happen in the process.
1: Yeah. And so I think, um, I know Getty Images, um, there we we've been talking and they're excited about like, this is also just an educational, this is driving education also within their network of photographers too because this whole process is helping to build more institutional knowledge with with their network of photographers around um what the best practices are what to do what to avoid and so it you know it's not going to be an overnight solution but um we are um but that's why it's it's great just the collaboration we've had so far and we're going to continue all working together until hopefully we won't need the disability collection because it's just going to be a part of all stock imagery. It's just going to be more than commonplace.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah, I love how you can take a situation or a project where you're trying to accomplish one thing, but in the process, you're also helping to advocate and educate and kind of just start to break down some of those um, misconceptions. So that's Yeah. That's great. And I did
1: want to mention, you know, I, I did want to mention that there's there's been so many disability advocates that have been working on this issue for decades. Mm-hmm. And um, so really this is, this is not, you know, this is not something that we just started out of thin air. So people like Alice Wong, who's mm-hmm. been working to she's bring great. representation to disability. Disability Lydia,
0: visibility, yep, she's great.
1: Yeah, Lydia Brown. And then Dominic Evans is somebody that we also worked with. And he um, actually hosted a film diss, uh tweet up all about uh, representation um, in stock imagery, and hosted a whole discussion on this on Twitter. And so,
0: oh, cool. Um,
1: and then Niall DeMarco is another advocate who actually was in our offices yesterday, and we just published a piece with him on HuffPost around oh, um, inspiration porn and why mm-hmm. and, and to stay I was away gonna from say it.
0: Inspiration porn earlier, but I wasn't sure if I should drop it. But yeah, that's a big one. <laughs>
1: so so yeah so go to HuffPost and and you can uh you can see see what he said in his story but um but you know I think what so there's been a lot of people working on this issue for a while and for us it was really about the responsibility being a global media company um we we do have a responsibility for what we're putting out there and one of our company values is around a commitment to inclusion and so Mm -hmm. um and so when we think about the operations and and the media that we're putting out every day it's something that we're trying to um we're we're calling upon our own company to do better and also looking hopefully to inspire our industry um to think more critically about it um and to uh and to do better when it comes to representation of disability in advertising
0: uh and in the media i love that that's great Um, So, I know on some of our past calls, we had talked about still continuing to um, build up your stockpile of photos and looking for people who might have disabilities of different genders and ethnicities, doing different activities. Are you guys, are the um, photographers still looking for people to participate? And if so, how can people get involved or um, what's that process looking like?
1: Great question. I'm glad you asked that. So, it was interesting. So we launched this project on Global Accessibility Awareness Day last year. And um, and we got so many people writing in uh, saying that they wanted to participate as a model or, you know, be in the shoots. And so it was so great to, like, get this influx of inquiries. So we recently actually made a sign-up form um, for folks, whether whether you're a professional model or you've never modeled a day in your life, but you're want to be in a shoot, or maybe you have a location, a workplace or a location where a photographer could, could actually, you know, set up a shoot. There's a way for people to sign up. Um, And then we're going to be working with Getty Images. We're still figuring out exactly um, the best way to do it, but figuring out how we connect photographers with models, you know, in the same local area. So, um, the sign up form is on the website the disabilitycollection.com so you can go there and sign up and and then we'll be getting in touch with folks and w- once we have opportunities for participating in the photo shoots.
0: I love that so at disabilitycollections.com and um, we'll definitely make sure when we post this episode that we put a link um, for our listeners so you guys can get it get to it easily so that would be great. want to represent our blind community. <laughs> So great, well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to to add before we end on just the project as a whole or kind of your experience through doing it or just anything that you think is important as we think about the portrayal of people with disabilities in the media?
1: No, I mean, I really think we covered it. I would just invite anyone who's listening, if you, to, to go to the website, check out the images we have so far and give us your feedback. We want to hear from you um, what, what you think is great, what you want to see more of. So it's definitely going to be an interactive process, and we're going to be continuing to work closely with ACB on the future curation, curation round. So, um, yeah, I would just say uh, thank you again to you, Claire, and to, to your team for the partnership, and uh, we're looking forward to continuing working together.
0: For sure, and thank you for letting us be a part of it. Um, I just want to echo what she just said and put your two cents in because I think that's the most exciting part of this project we've had and the relationship that's been built is where um, our input really has been taken seriously because um, that's what's so important, right? We, As we've talked about, we want to make sure that people who are blind or have other disabilities are portrayed the way they're supposed to be portrayed, that the media doesn't take it and, you know, skew it like often the media does, whether they intend to or not, it just happens. And so the fact that input is um, willingly wanted is such a great thing. So we can make sure that we're seen the way we want to be seen and how we should be seen. So thank you for that. Um, Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening into this week of ACB Advocacy Update. We're always excited to have you guys listen. Um, Stay tuned, we have some great episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, And like we talked about today, advocating for those of us with disabilities through the media is a form of advocacy. So like we always say, keep advocating. Let's, Let's get our name put out there and let's have people see us for who we are as the blind community. So keep advocating everybody. You've been listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. For questions and comments, email advocacy at acb.org. Learn more about the American Council of the Blind by visiting us online at www.acb.org.